0: This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Okay, morning everyone. Um, for those who don't know me, my name is Donnie. I'm not a pastor. Um, I'm in my second year of articles. I work at Coopers, Wallfish Bay. I'm 24 years old. I'm from Wolfish Bay, um, and I have the honor of doing the first sermon for our new identity series, and our identity series is going to be about, firstly what we're going to be talking about today is, is who am I, who have I been called to be, what, is, what has God made me to be, um, who does God say I am versus what has the world told me who I am, and um, we're going to be going into that this morning, we're going to be going into, next week we're going to be talking about where do I belong. Um, after we hear this week who we are, then sometimes, okay, this is, I've now heard who I am, but, but what now? What, what happens from here? Where, where do I go? Where do I start? Where do I slot in? Where do I get involved? Um, and the week after that, we'll be talking about what is my purpose. Um, I know where I belong. I know who I am, but, but why? Why should I be there? What's, what's the purpose of what I'm doing? What's the purpose of why, why did God place me in Alfish Bay? Why did God... Why am I here? I'm not in Walfish Bay by coincidence. I'm not in Swakop by coincidence for the guys that are from Swakop. There where you are, God placed you there. You're working where you are working for a reason. Um, you're in the school that you are for a reason. Um, nothing we do is coincidental when we're living by, by God, through God, in the Spirit. Um, so we're going to be talking about what's our purpose, our daily purpose. And after that, we'll be talking about how can I make a difference. Um, I know God, I know, I know the Lord that reigns over all the earth, but what now? Should I exclude myself because I'm holy and I don't want to be a part of them and I'm scared they influence me? Or am I called to go out with my friends and be with them and listen to them and be next to them the whole time? How, how can I make a difference? What is God calling you to do? How does he want you to make a difference? What, what does the word say? How does the Bible say we can make a difference? Has he called us to be difference makers or has he called us to just mix with them and be, a, be with them? you she's just going to go into a bit of that. So for today's sermon, we're going to start with why. Why is it important to know who you are? Why, why are we talking about this? Why did, we, why, did we, why did God lay this series on our mind? Why did God lay this question on our mind about who we are? And something that came to me when, when I was preparing is, if you don't allow God to tell you who you are, the world will. If God doesn't tell you who you are, the world will tell you who you are. And that's, it's so crucial that we hear who we are. What does God really say about me? What's his thoughts and minds about me as a person, about who I am? Because the world will tell you. I think, well, I think all of us have had labels that's been put on us. People, someone, maybe a teacher once told you when you were young about something that you did and you still remember that teacher by the name about what they told you. Maybe it was a dad, maybe it was a mother, maybe it was a brother or a sister that teased you the whole time. But if we don't hear by God what he says, there's an open gap for the world to tell you who you are. And we need to allow God the Father to speak affirmation over us, telling us this is who I, this is who I say you are. Forget about the world, forget about everything else. This is my word. And we need to understand who we are before we know where we belong. If you don't know where you are, you'll always be left looking for a place to belong. If we can look back at school, when you're in school there's all these groups and then you come to this friend group and I'm not really, I don't really fit in here, let's go to the next one, Uh, I, I still don't really fit in here because you're still struggling to find out who you are. So you'll always be looking for somewhere where you fit. If you're still single and you're looking for a wife or a husband one day and, and you, you don't know who you are, you're never going to know who you need or what you want in a husband or a wife because you'll just, oh, that's a nice characteristic, <laughs> get to know them a little bit, e- no, I don't like that. someone else. But when you know who you are, when you know you're found in him, you'll know who you are and when you know who you are, it's so much easier to know where you belong and what you want from someone else or where you fit. So I think that's why it's really important for us to talk about this this week um, before Robert goes on and talks about where we belong next week. So really, I really trust that God, through the Spirit, will really come and reveal some stuff to us this, this morning about each of us individually because we know that we serve a God of all the universe, of all creation, but still He's personal with each and every one of us. Still He speaks to us personally, daily, knowing who we are as an individual, that no person is the same, everyone is created unique in His image, and this morning, we really trust in God that he will come and speak a word over each and every person this morning. Even if you've received affirmation from the Father in your past, this morning he will just come and speak something new. And I'm really excited for what, what God wants to do this morning, so Amen. let's go. So we're going to read some scripture. scripture. You, can read, you can go there in your Bibles if you'd like. It's Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1 verse three to 3 to 10. by which he has made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence. Having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in all, one all things in Christ both which are in heaven and which are in earth, in him. So what I want us to see there is that he says this, we've received every spiritual blessing in Christ. So let, what's a spiritual blessing? Because oftentimes we, we connect the world being blessed with, man, they just, someone just someone says, listen, I spoke to God last night and I feel I need to give you my car. Oh man, God's so good and I'm blessed. Or Just got a promotion at work. Man, I'm so blessed. Um, God provides financially. God provides physically in the natural. Man, I'm so blessed. And it's true. That is a blessing from God. I'm not taking that away. But that's not what the scripture is talking about. The scripture is talking about being spiritual blessings that you receive from God in Christ. Something that the world will never see. Because the world cannot see what spiritual blessing you have inside of you. it's very big this thing the world will never be able to see the spiritual blessing you have inside of you and that's what will always separate us from the world it's everything we receive from Christ that is not visible in the natural because it's something that's in the inside that God will change you and he will change you and he will show you who you are and you will never be the same he will bless you physically as well I'm not taking that away but being blessed in the internal is so much more powerful Because the natural can always be taken away. Someone can bless you with a car tonight and tomorrow you could be in an accident. That's life. But if God gives you peace that surpasses all understanding, life can happen and you'll be okay. God never said life will be free of trials and tribulations and persecution or any of that. Instead He says there will be there will be persecution. There will be trials, there will be tribulations, but He will give you peace. He will give you joy. He will be there in the midst of circumstances. He will never leave you alone. He will always be by your side. And that's what we receive in Christ. That's the spiritual blessings we have in him. And that is something that, that can change everything forever, is knowing that God is by my side no matter what happens, no matter the situation. What I receive from him, I receive on the inside. And the word, thank you, Saki. <laughs> and the word, the word blessing that's used here in Greek is eulogy. And that means to speak well of. It's God speaking well of us. We've been spoken well of in Christ. That's amazing that God of all creation speaks well of us. When God created us, I said, and I created man and it was good. God was pleased with what he created. And what we also see in that scripture is that everything he says we find is in Christ we received every spiritual blessing in Christ we are adopted in Christ we were chosen in Christ Christ is our beloved through through Christ we receive knowledge of God the father everything is in Christ so when you say you are blessed and it's something that you did not receive from Christ my opinion is that it's, you're believing a lie whatever we receive as a blessing and you want to use the word blessing Christ must be amongst it. What we receive of blessings must be together with Christ, with Him, together with us, alongside us, inside of us. So, the next question I want to ask is what defines who you are? If someone had to ask you today, who are you? What would you say? Would you say, um, I work at this place, I studied here, I went to school there, that's who I am. Or I'm the son of X, Y, Z, that's who I am. If someone asked you today, I want you to, I'm gonna give just a little bit of silence, just to think, if someone asked you today, who would you say who you are? And it's again, this thing of if, if someone doesn't tell you who you are, you'll always be left trying to find out. Some of us may have had examples of, of good, we maybe came out of a, a sound, good, blessed earthly household where we had a father or a mother who, who regularly told us, man, you're amazing, I love you, you're accepted, well done with what this, well done with that and you regularly, on a daily basis, heard who you are. You were daily heard, you were accepted. Daily you heard, everything's okay. But maybe there's some of us that did not come out of that household. Maybe we came out of a household where there was an absent father. Maybe there was an absent mother. And maybe you did not hear on a daily basis who you are. Maybe you never received the affirmation from an earthly mother and father. And then you were always left as a child trying to find out who you are. You're always left trying to go to somewhere, going to in person, and trying to find out by someone Just accept me, just tell me I'm okay. And if we don't hear who we are, we'll always be left trying to find out. And then God the Father comes and he says, but I'm here. No matter what you went through, no matter what happened, I'm still here. Everything's okay. Even though they failed you, I'll never fail you. I'll always be on your side. I'm always for you, I'll never against you. And I want us to think for a moment as well is where, where in your life has that happened? Where in your life has it happened that you maybe were, were looking for someone to tell you you're okay? Where in your life have you gone somewhere saying, just, just, just accept me, just say I'm okay? Because I think all of us have gone through that. All of us have, have gone through that thing of just looking for someone to say, but it's okay. I accept you. Well done. And me personally, if I can share is, so I was, I did a couple of team sports when I was younger and then a coach offended me (laughs) and then I said, I'm not doing team sports anymore. From now on, I'm gonna do individual sports. I started playing squash and golf and obviously out of a place of offense and trying to prove myself, I'm not gonna rely on other people. It's me and me alone and played squash for very long. And then when I didn't play, when I didn't perform, I was a wreck. I would go on a Sunday afternoon like this, all my friends, would, I don't know what they would do, I would go and practice and run and train for two hours on my own. Maybe not because I loved the sport, but because I wanted to perform and I wanted to be accepted. I can, when I went to school in Paul, I was grade 11 and 12, I was in Paul Boys High, and, and I was known when someone. Well, Donnie, you, you're the squash player. It's funny, but that's how I was known. It was Donnie, the guy that plays squash. It's always been something with me. It's always been something I've carried with me. So when I didn't play well, I was destroyed. I would be busy with a match, playing against someone that I'm supposed to win, and while I'm losing, I would think, what are they going to tell me? I cannot lose. What are people going to tell me? People are going to laugh at me, they're going to tune me, they're going to say, what, how did you lose against that guy? <laughs> that would be going on in my mind while I'm busy with a match. Not, I really want to win, what are other people going to say? What are other people going to say if I lose? All because I was looking for acceptance. All because, who I, all because I didn't know who I am. And that's my personal thing that I had to go through, and I think all of us have something, somewhere where we've, maybe you, you're overworked, You keep on trying to work because you just want the boss to tell you listen well done listen I see the hard work you're putting in well done I see what you're doing you're just looking for that acceptance you're looking for that recognition so we need to allow God the Father to speak truth over us we need to stand still we need to take a moment we need to take the time and say God What do you say what do you say about me what's your heart for me and when we hear that truth we will never be the same we'll never be the same when we hear what god says about us we'll never be left looking for sport or looking for people or looking for a job or looking for someone else to try and say we're okay because we heard what god the father says so I want us to, let's go into Ephesians 1 verse 3 to 10 and there's a couple of stuff that really stood out for me and, and the first thing that stood out for me is that what I see in that scripture is that God says we're chosen by Christ. I want to tell each of one of you this morning that you've been chosen by Christ. You've been chosen by Him. You're not here this morning because someone invited you you're not here this morning because of coincidence or because you're used to coming on a Sunday. You're here this morning because the Father drew you near this morning. You're here this morning because Christ and God the Father chose you to be here this morning. You see, Christ died for us while we were still sinners. He died knowingly. Not, ah, but I hope this or maybe this and maybe they're going to react this way. He knew it all. He was aware of everything. Still, he said, I'll die for you. While you were still sinners, while we were all still sinners, Christ died. God the Father's love will never end. Of And there's nothing that can compare to the love we have in Christ. Knowing that, that while we were I'm just thinking of Paul, while he was still persecuting the Christians. While he was still persecuting Christians, Christ met him and said, why, so are you persecuting me? While we were enemies of Christ, while we were living lives corrupted by the world, by sinful nature because of what the world is and whatever happened to you in your past, at that moment, while you were still there, Christ loved you. In the midst of everything, he still loved you. He was still there. He still said, That's my son and that's my daughter. And I think when we realise that, we'll realising where we came from and where we are, we'll have so much more love and compassion for those around us. Knowing that the same love that Christ has for me is the same love he has for the person next to me. The next thing that stood out for me is that that we're adopted in Christ he's adopted us as children so what I want us to do is can everyone quickly close their eyes and I want you to think of the perfect father I want you to think of the perfect father maybe for you that's a father that that's always there maybe that's a father that that always tells you well done maybe that's a father that always communicates that listens to you that hears your heart Maybe, for, maybe that's a father that tells you every day, every morning, and every evening that he loves you. Whatever father that may be, I just want you to, to see that this morning. Imagine the perfect father for you this morning. Whatever you just imagined, I want you to know that God is better. You can open up your eyes. I want you to know that whatever you just imagined of what the perfect father looks like, God the father is way better. We can never get an imagination of God's goodness that can match up even a scratch to how good it truly is. Our mind cannot grasp the goodness of God. It cannot grasp his greatness and his love that he has for us. So whatever you just imagined, God is better than that. So, as I said now in the beginning, is we we shouldn't allow the image we have of an earthly father and what and whatever asshole you came out of. It's the biggest. It's the biggest attack. I don't want to speak about the enemy, but, but he tries to corrupt families. He tries to, to to corrupt marriages and everything. Why? Because he does not want you to have a good image of God the Father. There's probably other stuff as well, but. This, for this morning, I want us to know that whatever you went through, God the Father is better. So we shouldn't allow that what we go through and our circumstances to dictate what we see of God the Father. Um, I think it's often a thing as well for for us to know as unbelie- before when we connect with unbelievers and when we speak to unbelievers, we should know that that there are people that have been hurt by Christians and they've been hurt by people and they've been hurt by the church and oftentimes not always the Christian Christian or the church's fault, I'm not gonna go into that, but what I'm trying to say is that we should not allow a Christian, which is us, to dictate the image of God the Father. Just because a church or a pastor or a leader or whatever hurts you and that person is following Christ, that does not mean that God is bad. So we should always know, and it's something that I often use when I speak to and we go on outreaches and evangelism, and I, and I hear someone has been hurt by a Christian or' been hurt by the churches. It's oftentimes then people say, but, "But how can God be good if Christians are like this, and how can God be good if this is what the world looks like? and how can God be good if da 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 da." People always have a list of excuses, well how can God be good, and how can God be good if this, this this?" But then we're allowing our circumstances and what's happening around us to dictate our image of God the Father. And that's why this morning we really want to trust that God will show us who He is no matter the circumstance, that He will show us who He is no matter what's going around us, that He will show us who He is no matter what you went through as a person, knowing that He was always good. There's not one moment that God forsake you. So the next thing that stood out was that that you are accepted in Christ. There's nothing you need to do to be or become accepted by him. As you are, he created you. When he created you and knew that you were going to be there, he knew that it was good. So we need to know that, that God accepts us as we are, he loves us as we are, and Something that will happen after you meet Christ and after you've made a commitment to Him is you need to know that He loves you as you are, but you can know that you're not going to remain the same. (laughs) He's going to sanctify you. He's going to take away the corruption of the world. He's going to lead you closer to Him. You're going to look more like Christ every day. That's what happens when you meet God. You want to look like Him. You want to be in relationship with Him. You want to meet with Him. You want to allow Him to speak to you. And we're going to look like Him more and more every day. But as you are, you're accepted. And I want that to be an important thing that He first accepts you and then He changes you. It's not the other way around. God's not waiting for you to be changed and then He accepts you. The acceptance always comes first. And I think that's very a big thing for us in how we grow up in our culture. It's always do this and this and this and this, and there's the reward. Do that do that, do that, and then I'll tell you, "Well done." But God is totally different. He says, "I love you and I accept you, and as you draw nearer to me, He will show you what to change. Don't do it in your own strength. I've made that mistake a hundred times, <laughs> knowing that, "Ah, donnie you need to do this, you need to stop doing that, you need to stop talking that way, trying it by myself, two weeks later, doing the same thing again. Why? because it was all about me. It's all about me trying to change it, me trying to do this. All we need to say is, God, here I am. What next? What do you want me to do next? What, what do you say next? What, what do you want to tell me? And maybe God won't say anything. Maybe he'll just want to say, no, everything's okay. I love you. Sometimes you're going to go through a process where, where God just all of a sudden convicts you of a lot of things. <laughs> and so... it's not fun, it's not lacquer, um, but we all go through those times and it's just a measure and a way of looking more like Christ. So we need to allow God to do that and we need to speak to Him, we need to be with Him, we need to to be in relationship with Him in order for that to happen. The next one, this one always gets my emotions running. We've been redeemed in Christ. So being redeemed is is bought with a price. Being redeemed is knowing what Christ did for you. So the gospel of the Christ should never ever bore us. When the gospel of the of Christ and what Christ did for you becomes just a story, we've missed the plot. And it's something that we can so easily get into when you maybe came out of a Christian household and, and you've heard of Levi Jesus since you were very young and you heard of father, you came out, all that stuff. The cross is powerful. The gospel message can never be just a story. The gospel message changed lives forever and it will change lives forever. It's God the Father sending his son for us redeeming the sinful world. Christ never sinned once, yet he died. Imagine living the perfect life, not sinning once, living the perfect will of God the Father, yet people want to kill you. Dying naked on a cross, naked on the cross, being cursed at, being sworn at, being thrown stones at. Yet you lived the perfect will of God the Father. Doing all that for us. Hebrews 12 says he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. And that joy was being in relationship with us. For the joy set before him He endured the cross. He redeemed us to be in relationship with Christ. He forgave everything. Through his blood we're forgiven. And we should know that he not only died, but he rose. And when he rose, it's a new life that we have with him. He rose and and the scripture says that everything is below his feet. He overcame everything. We do not have to be dismayed by this world, for we overcame this world. We overcome this world through him. But everything, as we've said from the beginning, is everything is in Christ. We are overcomers in Christ. We have won through Christ. We have victory through Christ. And every time we feel like, man, this world is too tough, and everything is just so difficult, it's probably because we're not sitting by his feet. Because when you're living on your own and you're trying to figure it out yourself and you're trying to do your own agenda and your own idea of what has to happen, it's gonna be tough. But when we receive these spiritual blessings that we can see that we can find in Him and through Him, we can know that it's gonna be okay. So when God died and He said, die." it is finished. We can know that those words are still ringing in the realms today, forever. God is still shouting in your heart today, tete lestai, it is finished. I have overcome. I am the victor. I have won. I have died for you. I have saved you. I have accepted you. I have adopted you. You are found in me. The last one of these things that I see in Ephesians 1 is that we are given knowledge of God through Christ. The, that scripture says that, that he reveals the mysteries of his will when we sit at his feet and when we come to him and when we speak to him he speaks to us sometimes we're so busy speaking to god we don't take the time to listen to what he has to say a while back after we came back from from angus Bachans' mighty men what what god really revealed to me on that camp was that i often come to god with a with a page full of question marks and sometimes not question marks just statements and God, I come and I pray for this, and God, I want to ask for this, and God, this, and this, and this. All godly things, nothing wrong with it. It's all scripturally based. And then I just experienced that God says, Donnie, I want you to come to me with a blank page. I want you to come to me not having an agenda. I want you to come to me and just, just hear what I have to say. I know your situation. I'm not saying hide things from God. I'm not saying don't pour out your heart. This is just the season that I went through. There's a time for coming to God and pouring out your heart towards Him, crying before Him, laying everything before Him. There's a time for that, and that's amazing. (laughs) But I'm just saying sometimes God just wants us to come with a blank page. Sometimes He just wants us to listen. And in those times, we'll see that we don't even speak about the stuff that's on our heart but still he answers it <laughs> because we'll see that Ach, but this answer you gave for this actually makes this so much less important <laughs> so in God di- when Christ died and he gives us knowledge of God and knowledge of his will we can enter his presence with boldness so we can so so in the old times before Christ and in the Old Testament only the high priest could go into the holiest of holies. And, and it was a rare thing to come into the presence of God. It was a rare thing to... You could not just come to God and speak to him. You could not just come to God's presence. Then Christ died. The veil was torn. The veil before the, the holiest of holies saying that anyone in relationship with Christ can come into the presence of the holiest of holies. Speaking to him, saying, God, here I am. Knowing that we can gather here in church, knowing God is with us, knowing that his presence is amongst us. Not only amongst us, but inside of us. That's where in the old times he says there was a temple that was for his spirit. He comes and he says, But I will place my temple inside of you. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. You are you are my temple. That church is no longer a building, but church is something that we carry with us everywhere we go. That there where we go, we carry His presence. There where we go, we carry His light. That we do not only need to bring someone to the church to show them the light of Christ, but we can go into their house and go into their presence and go into the work where they work and say to them, but listen, you can know that you've got Christ inside of you. You've got He who is living inside of you. So there where you go, you will bring the light. There where you go, you will bring change. Because you cannot come into God's presence and not be changed. No situation can stay the same when Christ comes in. So when Christ comes and when you come with the knowledge and the knowing that I'm walking into this place, I'm coming here with God. As we said from the beginning, in Christ. Everything is in Christ. We cannot do it without Him. And that God comes and and through his blood and through the cross, he says, but, I, but now you live for a relationship with him. As we said, now that we accept you, and then you'll live, then you'll change. That it's no longer do this and do that and do that and this is the law and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Come speak to me. I want to speak to you. Living with him daily, talking to him daily, being in relationship with him daily, and the next question I want to ask each of you and all of us individually is, what has the world told you? What has the world told you you are? Who has the world told you you are? Who you are where you are sitting here today? What labels, what what words is the word spo- the world spoken over you today that God wants to say this is not true? You see, as we said from the beginning, is that if we don't ask God who we are, the world will tell us who we are. They'll try to tell us who we are. It'll be a lie. So I want us to read a scripture in Matthew 3 quickly verse 16 to 17 and then carry on in Matthew 4, verse 1 to 3. It's where Christ got baptized um, and then God the Father comes and he speaks his affirmation over his son. It says that when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were opened to him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and the lighting upon him. And and suddenly a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. It's important, he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, if, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. The enemy thought he could confuse Jesus. (laughs) God the Father just told him, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The enemy comes and says, if you are the son of God. Jesus was hungry, so what did he use? Command these stones to become bread. Bread because Jesus was hungry. So he will, the enemy sees where you are weak. He sees where you are most likely to fall and he will come with the if. So maybe he will come to you in your circumstance and say, but, but if God is good, why is this happening to you? If God is so good, why are you struggling to find rest? If the scripture says this and the word says this, why are you not experiencing it? experiencing it. And you will come there where you are weak. You see, the enemy could have asked a lot of questions there. He could have said, if you are the Son of God, X, Y, Z, whatever. He didn't. Jesus was hungry. If you are the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. And I think that's so important for us. When God speaks truth, When God says something to you, believe it. Just believe it. Don't let circumstances challenge it. Don't let things you go through challenge it. When God spoke it, it's true. It's done. He said it's finished. So God the Father speaks affirmation over His Son. And then the enemy comes and he tries to challenge it. So what does that mean for us? We need to firstly come to God the Father and say, God, what do you say? God, what do you have to say? And I want you to ask, this morning, ask yourself this morning, is have you received the affirmation from God the Father? Have you come to him before saying, God, who am I? Who do you say I am, Father? So I can share a couple of stuff from my past, and one story, I cannot remember it, but I've been told it, is so my grandfather, he was a manager in the bank in Oshikati for many years, and we would always go holidays going to him, and um, so I've got very light-colored hair, (laughs) I wouldn't say it's blonde, it was more, it was very white when I was younger. And obviously my light, light skin color as well, being in Oshikati. <laughs> and then I was walking in the streets with my grandfather, and then one of the, one of the guys came to my grandfather, and he's like, Oh, Munir, this son, he probably came straight out of heaven. <laughs> 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 so I'm just sharing that as a thing for. So I could never. As a child and as growing up in school, I could never fit in with a crowd because I was always standing out. Because of my light skin color and my light, my light hair, it was always an easy thing to, when someone gets accused, you know at school, when people start tuning and they come your way, they'll just turn around, ah, Donnie, da I could never fit in with a the crowd. There was always a label. There was always something coming my way. I've been called an albino since I was this old. I've been called names since very young. Um, And these things are all funny and it's a joke until you're alone in the room. It's all funny until you're alone. And then you start doing things to try and change it. It's okay to be vulnerable in church. So I would, I think, grade 11, 12. I would go, I would go, and I would, I would, I would put baby oil on my body, and I would try and get it hand. Because of labels that's put on you. It's all funny until you're alone in the room. You see, and it takes God the Father to speak truth until those things are washed away. We need to allow God the Father to speak truth. And we need to be careful for what we tell other people as well. Because it's all funny when we're in a group. It's all funny when everyone can laugh about it. So we need to allow God the Father to speak truth. We need to stop listening to the lies of the world. We need to stop listening to what other people say. Because the world will tell you a lie. It will tell you a lie. And then we need to come to God and say, God, what do you have to say? You see, another thing was, so I started getting bold since I was grade 11. Up to such a point that when I, was in, when I was in university, I would not go to class without wearing a hat. I would not go to class. I would not leave my hostel without wearing a hat. Until 2015, where I gave my, Lord, my, my life to the Lord, and I gave my heart to Christ. Um, some of my friends came, and one of my friends wanted to get laser treatment because he was also... Losing a lot of air, and he's like, Come, Donnie, we should do this, and da 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 da. And I was totally in with it. I'm like, Yeah, let's do it. Done. Until I was once alone with God, speaking to Him, and God just saying, I created you that way. As you are, I knew how your air was going to look. <laughs> I wasn't confused when I did it. And I created you that way, and it's okay. I accept it as it is. So to conclude, um, so the first thing is we need to ask God what he has to say to us. I want to ask you this morning is, have you allowed God the Father to speak truth over you? Have you come to a place where you said, God, I've got all these labels. I've got all these things. I've got all the stuff people have said over me. I just want to come to you and say, what do you have to say? What do you have to say to me? And I've got a song that I want us to, to listen to. I've got the video there at the top. And, and when we come to God, we can, we can have a moment where but God can just say, this is what I say. I'm not going to ask anyone to close their eyes or anything like that. But if you're this here this morning and I'm speaking, we're speaking about God, this Father and this good Father and the relationship we can have with Him and if, and if you're here this morning and maybe you've never given your life to Christ, maybe you've never made a public, public commitment saying, God, here I am. I give my life to you maybe you made that commitment a couple of years ago or how long ago whatever and you want to say but here I am I'm making a recommitment to Christ if that's you I'd like you to come forward if there's anyone here this morning that that falls in that I would like you to come forward I'm just going to give a moment if your heart's beating if you feel like God is busy speaking to you if that's you this morning I would like you to come forward Give okay, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Maybe there's some of you that that as I've been speaking and as we've been sharing this. There's a couple of labels that have come up. Maybe God has showed you a couple of things that, that he wants to speak truth over. Maybe there's a couple of labels that God wants to say, but these aren't true. This is what I have to say. And maybe you just want to come and come and ask, ask for prayer and say, but they just pray with me and let's trust God to give you a new word this morning. If that's you, I would like you to come up this side. No one's closing their eyes. If that's you, I would like you to come up this way. anyone else we're going to give a moment if there's someone else you see you can say but I'm going to do it when I'm alone with God God is busy speaking to you now don't delay it don't delay what Christ is doing I'm going to give another moment if there's anyone for any two of the groups can come forward As a Father, God, we just thank you that we can be here this morning, Father. And we thank you, Lord, for your spirit, God. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, God. We thank you that there's no one like you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and mercy and grace that's new every morning. We thank you, Lord, that there's no one like you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all that you're still gonna do. We thank you, Lord, that you're the same today, tomorrow, and forever. You have never changed, and you will never change, Father. We thank you, Lord, for your love this morning. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and mercy. I thank you, Lord, that you will just guide us through the rest of the week, Father. And we just thank you that that you come and you speak acceptance over us, Father God. And we just thank you for for the truth that you come and give to us this morning, Lord. We thank you that there's no one like you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.